Welcome to Devi IDP Grind episode number 25. I am your host, Daryl Winstead, aka Hollywood, and today we will be going over campus to Canton auction values. Some of the uh, prices that we're seeing on some of the incoming class for the 2021 cycle. Uh, we will be going over that. Um, are they too high? Are they too low? What we expect? Um, just to give you a little insight on what's going on and some of the auctions that are going on now in campus to Canton. Um, we'll do the news and notes first. Um, the NCAA has been busy. They passed a few rules. Uh, one of them being that is overtime. You're going to have to go for two starting in the second quarter, I think it is. And then once you hit the third overtime, it's a two-point conversion playoff. So I guess you alternate alternate taking turns running two-point plays until you either score and somebody doesn't or whatever. But that's one rule that's going in effect. Um, so I, I'm not sure I'm a big fan of that, how that's going to change uh, the games. It's, I, it's definitely an effort to shorten the games um, and maybe keep the scoring down somewhat and not have these 60 to – 50-something games, but it's definitely a time-shortening uh, exercise. So be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, they also passed, and this is a big one, they passed the one-time transfer rule with immediate eligibility. So in the past, you know, if you wanted to transfer, the only way you could play immediately is if you transferred down from Division One to Division Two, II, Division Two II to Division Three, so on and so on. Uh, that was the only way you could play immediately. Uh, I think with COVID uh, hitting last year and changing some things, uh, that opened up Pandora's box a little bit because they give you the free year of eligibility which brought up the one-time transfer rule, which has been something they've been talking about, but that is now passed. So what that means is any player from any team in any division at any level of uh, college football can transfer to another team. You can transfer from, I don't know, let's say USC to Texas or from Texas to Michigan, and you do not have to sit out that year. And wait, you're immediately eligible to play if you can find a new home. So uh, you can move up, you can move down. Either way, you do not have to to sit for a year and wait. And you, you know, if you can find you a new home, somebody that wants you, you're immediately eligible. So um, there's a lot of discussion on whether that's going to create an NFL top free agency where you could just move at will. Keep in mind, you only get to do this once. So, you know, if you move, you better make sure it's the right place for you. Um, but there is concerns for some of the upper teams, your Bama's, Clemson's, you know, Ohio State, so on and so on, that they can bring these players in. Hey, you're not getting playing time up there. Come down here and play for a winner or whatever, all that good stuff. But, you know, I, I think it's good in a way. Um, it just – it just remains to be seen um, how it's going to work, but I do expect it to shake up the NCAA because players are, let's face it, you know, sometimes you get stuck somewhere and it's six deep 
you know, if you realize you're not going to have to, you're not going to get the player, you're going to have to wait a year or two years out and you're not willing to do that, then, hey, this team over here, they don't have a quarterback. I can go over there and start right away. Well, this rule will allow you to do that one time, you know, where before you, like I said before, this team needs a quarterback, but you can't go transfer transfer to them this year and play right away. You would transfer, but you would have to sit a year and wait. So, um, like I said, I like the rule. Uh, we'll see where it goes and everything. But as of now, you can transfer to any school at any level, um, any conference, any team, and it's a one-time deal, and you are immediately eligible to play. Uh, West Virginia transferred. Defensive back Tyke Smith has committed to Georgia. Um, a little bit of a loss for West Virginia. Uh, Smith played in 21 games, had 111 tackles, uh, 10.5 for a loss, a sack, four interceptions uh, that he returned for 100 yards altogether. One of them he returned for a touchdown, nine pass deflections, and a forced fumble. So really an active player, and he was only a sophomore. So he'll be a junior going into this season. Uh, so it looks like Georgia – with the loss of players like Eric Stokes and Richard LeConte and those guys down there, they, they're getting a quality defensive back for their secondary. Uh, Miami Hurricanes 2022 four-star defensive tackle Brandon Cleveland has decommitted from the Hurricanes. Um, just wasn't happy there, looked to go somewhere else, so he is out. Um Boston College, if you following the recruiting trails pretty closely or, you know, keep an eye on those uh, very much, you know that Boston College has put together quite the class for 2022 so far. They've got some, um, you know, big four-star players. Uh, they're having one of the better classes right now for 2022. And they just got an offer – or they just offered – uh, 2022 defensive end Chase Kennedy out of Texas. Uh, that would be huge for them. Uh, so they're they're changing the landscape. Well, not the landscape, but they're changing uh, some of the recruiting that you're not used to seeing because they're pulling some pretty good players this year and last or next year. So um, keep an eye on them. Um, Colorado State sophomore defensive end Kevon Bailey. Yes. That Bailey, the son of Hall of Fame cornerback Champ Bailey, has entered the transfer portal. Um, just didn't like it there at Colorado State. Didn't seem to be a fit uh, with the new coaching staff. He has entered the portal. Be interesting to see where he lands, especially a player with NFL ties or bloodlines. Um, Oregon redshirt sophomore Andrew Faouli. I hope I said that right, transferred from Boise State uh, or transferred to Boise State. He, you know, he'll finish his Oregon career with 13 tackles, five for a loss, four sacks, and have, you know, in his time with the Ducks. But he'll have up to three years left of eligibility remaining to roam the Smurf turf up there in Boise. That's a pretty good pickup for them. Uh, they need it. Uh, there's some other news. Sorry, there's other news going on. It's it's the recruiting period. You know, you're seeing players move up, move down. 
recruiting classes are, are changing, what have you. Kentucky picked up a couple of players, uh, brothers, uh, out of the state of Tennessee the other day. One was a quarterback. One was, I want to say, a defensive end. Uh, Wades, I think, was their last name. Uh, so there is some teams that are getting players that you don't kind of normally see. So um, just keep an eye on your recruiting. I mean, this is an IDP uh, Devi podcast. So this is this is how you get ahead here. You just kind of watch these names, see where they go. You know the teams. You know the teams that are loaded, the teams that are not. So when a big name goes somewhere or a high, highly recruited player goes somewhere, that's worth noticing. And speaking of that, I recently just finished a campus to Canton auction uh, just a few days ago. Uh, it's a 16-team league. Uh, you know, like I said, it's campus to Canton. So your your campus side for y'all don't know that's college. You draft players there recruit players, you're, you're buying them. So to your college side, and then once they graduate or move on to the NFL, they go to your NFL rosters, which is your Canton rosters. Um, kind of a slow period with the NFL not doing anything. The draft, of course, is upon us. But on the campus side, it's a little more interesting. This is year two of this league. Um a really good friend of mine, Brock, has started this league last year. So this year, you know, we didn't play the campus side last year because of all the uh, COVID. You know, we just didn't play it. But this year we're up and going. But even though we didn't play, we had players move on. For example, I had Micah Parsons. You know, even though we didn't play our fancy season, he's moving on the draft to the NFL, so I'm losing him, so that's a player I need to replace. Um, it was really interesting. Um, I know a lot. I get a lot of questions from time to time. Um, how much do I pay for a player? What is too much for this player? You know, what player should I be looking at? What's their value? Um, if I'm not mistaken, we started out – with 1200 bucks, I think, in recruiting auction bucks. Um, naturally, your offensive players are going to go a lot higher uh, than your IDPs, but they was, was they were some surprising uh, price tags. Uh, now, keep in mind, players eligible to be bid on are any player that played last year or was on a college roster last year that's not on a fantasy team this year, or incoming freshmen, meaning that they will be on campus for the 2021 uh, calendar year season. So, uh, you know, you can't bid on anything past that 2022. You know, that's a year away. 23 is two years away. You can't bid on high school players. So this has to be players that will be on rosters as freshmen, for the upcoming 2021 season. Um, I made a few notes here, some of the bigger names, and not all these are incoming freshmen. Uh, there's a few here that's not. Um, but we'll just go down the list here, um, starting at defensive end. This was 
the first IDP off the board, or nominated, I should say. Um, his price tag was a lot. Um, I actually won him, and I paid 251 bucks for him. Yes, that is too much, I think, or I feel. It was way too much, not knowing this being our first actual um auction because we didn't do it last year you know it was different you know you because you're playing from a full pool this was our first year not having a full pool where you're only bidding freshmen and and uh teams not rushed or players not rostered excuse me so i was curious to where the amounts would land for idps you know i've seen some of the offensive players you know four or five hundred bucks is not out of the question for some of your super top stars But like I said, I was curious to where on the IDP side some of these numbers would go. And uh, Corey Foreman, I feel, it was the cream of the crop of this cycle. He's the number one IDP for me in this two incoming freshmen. So, you know, the bids were going, going, going. But I wanted, I wanted him for one. And I had, he'd actually got up into the hundred and... Well, the last that I saw, he was up around 176, 77. I had stopped bidding for a minute, uh, but I was curious to what his price tag, where he was going to land. So I started bidding a little bit, and I was still, still being short. Um, so I overpaid for him. So I hit two. I think it was at two, just over two, and I was like, ah, I'll quit again for a few minutes or a little bit, you know, I think that's just overpaying, and it was. But Curiosity got the best of me, and I also wanted to do it in a way as a as some research for you guys. So I paid $251 for Corey Foreman, the defensive end uh, for USC. That is about, like I said, I think it was $1,200, but we'll say it's $1,000. That's, that's a quarter of my auction bucks right there. That's for one player, which is way too high. Now to think about it, I think we actually had 1400 is what we started with. So, you know, you're looking at 250 You're looking at fifth, uh, roughly a... Uh, you're looking at 18% of my budget, roughly, I think, if I'm calculating right. But, yeah, that's way too high for him. But like I said, it was research, and you'll see why I'll reference this again coming up. I was just curious to what he was going to command because a lot of people knew who he was. A lot of people wanted him. Uh, and for if I wanted him, I was just going to have to pay. So 251 was the price tag on him. Uh, freshman defensive end Desmond Evans, who is going to be a Tar Heel this year. Um Another really good player, but as you could tell, his value was 76, so almost uh, a fourth, or almost a fourth of what Foreman's was, a little over a fourth, so uh, more like uh, like 35% of the, the auction money there. Um, not as quite as good as player, but much cheaper. I, with that in mind, I would have had Corey Foreman pegged more in the 150 range which is about double of Evans, which I would have been okay with. I think that is really where you want to target. 150, 
when you start getting over 150 for Foreman, you know, I, I'm kind of tending to think you're overpaying a little bit, but I can see why if you wanted to push it to two. But for me, the 251 was stupid high on my part, but whatever. Um, back to Evans, good player, 76 bucks. Uh, you're going to fit right in there with the Tar Heels um, and what they're doing on that defense. Really good player coming in for them. Uh, defensive tackle, Damon Payne, freshman, going to Alabama. Uh, out of Michigan, I believe it was, he comes from $53. I think that's about right for him as well. That's about uh, five times. That's about one-fifth of what Foreman went for. So you're kind of seeing, you know, Payne's not that – Corey Foreman top, he's not a top three, top five IDP, and you can see it reflected in the values there. Uh, here's a name that I've been watching for a year or two, um, trying to, yeah, at least two years, out of the state of Florida, linebacker Derek Wingo, and he lands with Florida. Um, he went in the auction for $104. I think that's pretty good value for him. I think you know, between 100 to 125 is probably what it's going to take to win him uh, in your leagues. Uh, good player, probably going to be that edge outside linebacker guy, uh, off the ball guy there. So that's, I think that was a good value. Uh, speaking of kind of switching over to linebackers, um, I got a few here. Uh, Savelle Small, the freshman coming into Washington. He went for 50. I was kind of surprised. I thought maybe he would go a little more than that. Um, you know, uh, half of what Derek Wingo did. For me, if I can get a, a Savelle Small at 50 bucks, I'm taking that all day that rather than have to pay the 104 for a player like Wingo. Um, we all kind of watched the Alabama Pro Day the other day. Uh, you know, a lot of people oohing and on over over those guys. A couple of players that stood out to me on defense for them was a couple of linebackers for the Crimson Tide. First one, Ian Jackson, the freshman. All over the field, was making plays. Um, really good player. He only went for 36 bucks in the auction. Uh, his counterpart, freshman Deontay Lawson, he went for 42 I think that's a very comparable um, price tags for them. Um, which I, I think makes Savelle Small at 50 the better value because if you're getting Jackson and Lawson at 42, 36, uh, you know, you, you would expect Small to go for a little more. And I think Small would be, I'd be okay with him in that 60 to $70 range paying for him. Uh, looking on down here, Jordan Poole, linebacker for NC State. Went for 69 bucks. He's a freshman. Uh, there's a thing here. These There were a lot of freshmen uh, being bid on during uh, this auction. And naturally so. When your teams are so, you know, depleted, or well, your teams are not depleted, but when your pool, player pool is so depleted, you're, you're bidding on incoming freshmen or these players that people had missed on and, and broke out the year before. So that's kind of what you're doing there. Um Continuing on here, here's one of mine that I could not believe was out there. And for fantasy purposes, 
he's maybe as good as anybody. Hayes Maples, uh, the red shirt junior from Southern Miss. He's a tackling machine. Uh, just eat up tackles. You know, and if your league scores tackles heavy, two points, you know, he's a guy that you're going to want because he's going to be among the nation's leaders in tackles. And I was able to get him for four bucks. Stupid good value. So anytime you can get a player like that, look and see. I suggest go looking and seeing in your league. Hit free agents. See who they are. Make you a little checklist. Write their name down because not everybody's going to know them. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. If they do, then, you know, if they want to outbid you, so be it. But there is players that you can get in these auctions for basically pennies on the dollar that are going to have just as good as results or better than some of the high-priced players. Uh, again, right here's another one, linebacker Micah McFadden. I, unfortunately, I was at work when this went down, so I didn't get to check in during my uh, our 10-hour period, and – I missed it, but he only went for two bucks. Same thing with uh, Maples, tackle machine, going to be all over the field for the Hoosiers, going to put you up a lot of good fantasy stats. $2, that is a steal. Uh, moving on here. So let's look at some secondary players. Um, one that um, a lot of people... A popular name a lot of people know about safety sage ryan the freshman that is headed to the bayou to play for the lsu tigers he went for 52 bucks uh, he was probably the top prize of the safety class this year it shows with the high with that big price tag i think that's pretty good for a player like him I'm not sure you know it's too early to tell what kind of player he's going to be but you gotta think uh along the lines of Jamal Adams and Grant Delpitz and, and and stuff like that. So you have to think he's going to be that next player. And from his high school tape, everything is trending for him to be that type of player. And he's going to play in the SEC. So those are the things, you know, should put up a lot of numbers for your fantasy teams, which is awesome. So those are uh, that's the safety you want to look at. Now, here's a guy. As I told you a minute ago, check your free agents out, your free agency list out. Go see who's uh, available and all this. And I'm looking around, and I had to do a double take, even a third take, to make sure that, yes, he is a free agent. But Safety Lewis Seen for Georgia, I was able to get him for $16. Bucks. Um wasn't sure who he was a year ago, but watching Georgia, you know, doing my scouting on Richard LeConte and some of the other players, Ojolari that they have, they have so many good players. But when Richard LeConte, if you remember, got injured on the motorcycle, missed some games, it was Lewis Seen that stepped in and filled his role and had some big games. Big hitter. He's a thumper. Um I think he could be a lot better than Richard DeClant. He's only a junior, so he's got, you know, he could come out this year or he could stay next year. Um, so 16 bucks. I thought that for a starting safety for my fantasy team, I thought that was really good. Um, and I have a corner for you. 
which is interesting. Not all leagues, I guess, depending on how your league's set up, you know, defensive backs or you position specific. Our league is position specific, so you do start corners. And this was another name that I had to go make sure that I was looking at what I was seeing. Cornerback uh, Tony Grimes for North Carolina. Highly touted recruit coming out of high school. Um, Mac Brown was able to lure him to North Carolina, get him as a Tar Heel. And if you watched any of their games last year, you saw just how freaking good Tony Grimes was. Maybe by the time he leaves, he may be one of the best cornerbacks in the country. He may be one of the best we've seen in a while. He is that good. He's a game changer. $36 won the bid on him. I don't know if the other owners didn't know who he was or if they were playing. It's a corner. You can pick up corners anywhere. But I get that. But at $36, he's not killing uh, not killing my pocketbook as far as auction books. And I think that's about right. That's You're getting to the top end of probably where you want to pay for him. 40 maybe 45 if you want to stretch it. So to get him at 36 is is pretty decent value. But that is crazy to think that he was still out there. But, you know, nobody had him last year. So he was available for the auction this year along with incoming freshmen. So I picked him up. Same with Lewis Seen. And that's my point. You know, Hayes Maples, Michael McFadden's a senior. And he was out there. So be sure, check your free agency, write these names down, make sure they're free agents, write their names down. You know, like Micah McFadden and Hayes Maples, I didn't even write down what I would pay for them. I just threw a dollar bid out there and was able to get them for nothing. Well, I didn't get McFadden because I missed on him, but th it was the same principle. The guy threw a dollar out there, somebody bid $2, and that was it, you know? Uh, so you can get quality players that's going to impact your fantasy team on the campus side dirt cheap. Now, naturally, is Hayes Maple going to be an NFL linebacker? Who knows? Is Micah McFadden? Who knows? Is any of these guys going to be NFL? But that's – while that's what you're building to – you know, you, you're wanting your campus side to feed your Canton side. But at the same time, you got to look at it this way. Because we have two different payouts. You have a payout for the campus. You have a payout for the Canton. So, you know, last year, as a startup, my Canton side, my NFL side, pro side, is not that strong. I, you know, um, a little weak. I had to backdoor my way into the playoffs as an eight seed and was able somehow to miraculously pull the eight one upset over the number one seed. And then I proceeded to get blowed out the very next week, which was what I expected to happen that week. But my campus side would have been strong with players like Micah Parsons. Unfortunately we didn't play, so we didn't have a payout. So I'm looking at it a little different. Yes. I want my campus side to be my filter for the Canton side, but you can also get players that are going to be one heck of college players. They're going to be some of the best college players you've seen, but they're not going to make the NFL. So there is players you could pick up that are college-only stars 
that can help your team and you can get them relatively cheap. You just got to put in a little bit of work, uh, you know, check around, see what it's costing. You know, feel free to ask, you know, hey, what did this go for in your league? And I'll look it up and tell you, you know, this is what we he was paid for. This is what was paid for him in our campus to Canton League. And I see some of this stuff posted around. So just keep an eye out on your social media. You can see this stuff, people posting stuff like that. And I'm always glad to help. But yeah, just make your list. You know, see who your free agents are. Make your list of some guys you want, maybe positions you need. And then I would suggest hitting, uh, you know, this year I went 2000, I went up and looked up 2021 uh, recruiting cycle. And I just started going down the list. Is this, you know, I want this guy, I want this guy, this guy, whoever. And then you adjust from there and bid accordingly. So thought that would be something interesting for you all. I know we talk about what players we like, but when you got the auction side of it, as far as money value, what you have to spend, it's not just a pickup or a draft. You're, you're actually bidding on them. It's interesting to see some of these values. So, you know, you went from one extreme of Corey Foreman, probably the top player in the 2021 cycle at 251, down to a player like uh, Hayes Maples, a redshirt junior, who's going to cost you four bucks. So, there's a big discrepancy there. The bigger the name, the higher the price. Corey Foreman, Derek Wingo, you know, those guys, the, the Sage Ryan, those high-profile recruits coming in, everybody knows because they get so many offers from everywhere. So it, a lot of people knows them, so they're going to bid on them. Where you really win your leagues is when you're – you're getting these four-star recruits that's, you know, maybe 50th or 50 to 80 overall in the country, but they're probably just – they should be higher than what they are. So you can get those guys a lot cheaper. They're not well-known. Not many people know their name as good as they do, the high-profile guys. So just a few tricks that I use to build my teams, you know. And like I said, if you want to know a value of, hey, what did this player uh, go for, just hit me up and I'll try to look it up on our league and see what we did there. Um, and Campus to Canton's the way to go anymore for me. It's, you know, I it's like an evolution for me. Uh, I just keep evolving into something else. It, you know, it started, fantasy started with um, offensive only pro, and then I went, jumped into offensive um, only with a few Devi, you know, on your taxi squad. Then I got into the IDP. Then I got into the IDP dynasty and then the Devi with that on it. And now I'm into the full belong campus to Canton. So that's the stuff I really love because it's full control. You know, you're getting these kids out of high school, getting them on your campus teams. You can literally send them from a high school recruit all the way to the hall of fame in your Canton league. So it's really cool. Love that. Uh, but like I said, that's some of the names that I thought was more popular that you're seeing the values on. Uh, like I said, I, I, I don't suggest uh, paying two fifty one for Corey Foreman. Cause like I said, that's about four or five. 
it's about a fifth of my money right there on one player, and I had a few holes to fill, so um, that's a little much, but it it, tur- it worked out for me because I got some good value, so was it too entirely upset? And I still had some cash left over. Uh, some players got away from me or was bid too high that I just didn't see think the value was quite there and that may be something I look at next week some players I thought went too high which I think Corey Foreman will fit that mold but uh, we'll see uh, maybe on something about that next week all right so we've got a sponsor sorry I'm a little stopped up sinuses we've got a sponsor action 24 7 sports it's for Tennesseans, by Tennesseans. It's a locally owned gambling site. Um, just like all your big name sites, nice, crisp, clean, easy to use. You can bet on baseball, football, basketball, soccer, hockey, college. You can do player bets. Uh, you know, if you know your ping pong, you can bet on that. So, you know, your UFC and all that stuff, they have it covered. Right now, they're doing a huge match this week. So you go in and use our promo code Hollywood100 and they will match your deposit up to $100. So you put in $100, they're going to give you uh, 4 on top of that. Or I mean, sorry, they're going to, if you bet 100 they're going to give you 100 and they would do that all the way up to 400 So you put in 4 they'll put in 4 So you're doubling your money with your bet go check them out support us uh, if you like to gamble and they have some free stuff in case you don't all right as we know um the last few weeks i've been doing a lot of fcf stuff uh, that's still going um the season just finished for them last weekend um or last week and then this past Sunday, they had the FCS playoff selection show. 16 teams, 10 automatic qualifiers, 6 at large. The top four teams will be seeded, and there will be no buys. All first-round games will be aired this weekend on ESPN3. And then the championship game in a few weeks will be aired on ABC. Um, the 10 automatic qualifiers were Weber State, Big Sky Conference, Monmouth, Big South, Delaware, the CAA, South Dakota State, the Missouri Valley Football Conference, Sacred Heart in the NEC, Jacksonville State in the LVC, Holy Cross out of the Patriot, Davidson from the Pioneer League, VMI from the Southern League, and Sam Houston from the Southland Conference. Now, your top four seeds. A little bit of a shocker here. Your number one overall seed was South Dakota State at five and one. Not a shocker that they got that they are at one because they had a heck of a season. They beat North Dakota State. They beat North Dakota. They beat some good teams up there. That they that conference had a good good season in the spring so for South Dakota State to beat the powerhouse North Dakota State the bison up there that was something that was a big feather in their hat the number two seed was Sam Houston at 6-0 and 
a lot of people thought maybe they had an outside shot at number one, but they fall in at two. The three seed, James Madison, 5-0, and and here was the shocker. Everybody thought they would be the number one seed. Why? Because for the whole season, they were ranked number one in the polls all year long. They only averaged or only allowed nine points a game on the season. They're a two-time defending national champion. They played in three of the last four national title games. They have a 20 and 14 record in the 16 playoff appearances. Um, but they just had such a dominant team this year. That defense was stingy, didn't give up any points, and they led wire to wire in the polls at the number one spot. Everybody thought they would be the number one seed, and they wound up as a three seed, which was uh, kind of shocking, um, which was funny. I was watching the selection show, and their head coach, Kurt Signetti, or Signetti, sorry, thanked the committee for putting a chip on their shoulder because they're gonna. that's going to motivate that. You could tell he was a little uh, perturbed at that. He was kind of, uh, really, we're number one all year, and now you're going to put us as a three seed. And if you've seen that bracket – <laughs> that is no cakewalk. That that bottom of the bracket is is loaded, and we'll get to that in a minute. Um, actually, we'll get to it right now. North Dakota State is in that bracket at five and two. Eastern Washington is in that bracket at six and one. Two of the better FCS teams, and not only are they in the same bracket as James Madison, North Dakota State and Eastern Washington play each other this Saturday in the first round. That's a that's a semifinal game, and they're playing in the first round. Uh, so, it, it, plus you got James Masson, as I said. That's going to be one heck of a dogfight down there. I don't know who to pick out of that. I, South Dakota State is in the driver's seat. They've got the easier bracket to the championship, so they got to take advantage, but ooh. Whoever comes out of that bottom bracket, man, that's that's going to be rough. Um, Davidson, congratulations to them. They earned their first playoff berth in 52 years, which was amazing. Um, then there was some snubs. Um, for, uh, well, there was a couple of snubs, and then there was a couple first four out, last two in. Um East, East Tennessee State University, DSU, I was kind of shocked they didn't make it. They had a heck of a year. Uh, just wasn't good enough. Murray State was snubbed. They didn't make it. Southeast Louisiana didn't make it. And Sanford. That was your first four out. So that's your 17 through 20. Now your last two that made it in was Missouri State and Southern Illinois. So the both of those they got in uh, as the last two in. Be interesting to see um, how they do, who they're matched up with. Those brackets are up. You can go check those out and see the entire bracket. And you can see what I was talking about with uh, North Dakota State and Eastern Washington playing that first round. That whole bracket is just crazy loaded. That's just insane. I could not believe um, that they didn't split that group up a little more than what they did because it's almost like your number one seed it's like okay you're the number one seed you're going to get the cakewalk of the 
<laughs> of the bracket. And the rest of you guys, you're going to have to beat each other up to see who plays. So it's really interesting. Uh, we had talked about SFC players all, you know, for the past four or five weeks, all spring. So I only thought it was right we get those guys in there. So be sure to check those games out this weekend. Um, they will be on Saturday. I can't wait. I, I think there's going to be some really, really good games uh, this weekend. I want to see that North Dakota State, Eastern Washington. Um, that could just be a, a – I don't even know how that game's going to go. It could propel the winner for a national championship run. Uh, could tell, turn the loser into a tailspin. And then these two teams could just beat each other up. That It don't really matter who wins. They're just going to beat each other up, and whoever does win, it may lose next week. So it could be that type of game, but I do expect it to be good. So we will see in just a few days how that's going to go and see who starts advancing. Um, some good players comes from there, you know, for your NFL, NFL side. You know, last year at uh, – Southern Illinois was Jeremy Chin. And look what he did last year as a rookie for Carolina. So just because they're in a lower division doesn't mean they're lower players. They're just as good, uh, can make just, a good, just as much of an impact as your big conference guys can. So always keep an eye on it. If you see a name that flashes, write it down. Keep it in your memory because you never know. He might be the next big one. So with that, I think that is all. We've covered a little bit of everything, the news and notes, some recruiting. You know, we've got your player auction values. And like I said, if you're curious, hit me up. Um, be glad to go back and look at our auction and see what the value on some of these guys that I didn't mention were. Always glad to help there. Um, like I said, check out the FCF, FCS playoffs that's coming on this weekend. Get your football fix. Um, still working on some player interviews. Uh, that's kind of why I hadn't had one in a couple weeks. I was trying to get an interview for this week, and it just didn't come through. So maybe next week because it's a busy time right now. So so uh, be sure to check that out and stay tuned in, and we'll see how that goes. So. Until maybe next week, I'll have something for you or the week after. But uh, we'll definitely um, have something for you. I don't know if we'll have quite have the interview, but we'll have something for you. Uh, if you have any ideas of stuff, just let me know and I'll work it in. Um, and as for that, I will see you next week. Thanks for listening.